Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Merkland and Monica Weekly. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. What's up, Jen Mertland? Hey, Monica. How are you? I'm super. How are you? Very good. Good Great. to see you. Hey, we're going to solve some problems today, I think. As usual. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm glad you're here. As you know, here's what Jen and I want to do. We want to demonstrate to you that there's more than one way to succeed in this business. There's the right way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's Jen's way. And then there's all kinds of other ways. <laughs> now, when you find your authentic path, you know, you'll, you'll be amazed how much easier of a time you have in finding success in this business. And so. more fun. And more fun. That's right. So in today's episode, which Jen, by the way, is episode 58. Whoa. Where, where has the time gone? Uh, in today's episode, episode 58, Jen and I are going to maybe not duke it out so much, but we're going to maybe hit you between the eyes a little bit on this subject. We're going to fight with you. Yeah, right. What are the top three financial mistakes agents make? Oh, top three financial. Are mistakes. we doing like personal mistakes that we've made? <laughs> Look, I think it's good to be vulnerable. I think it's good to be vulnerable for sure. Because yeah, uh, why not? You know, as a whole, Jen, would you agree that our industry, real estate agents, is not necessarily the most financially astute group? Is that fair to say? I think that's a nice way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think like most agents, and I've said this before, like they just don't know how to do math and that's insanity to me. Right. Right. And I don't know if I, I have a few, I mean, I think we're going to come up with a few more than three, but maybe we can get it narrowed down. Well, and of course there are some exceptions to this rule, many exceptions, but I think the one thing that's going on here is that agents aren't realizing that they're actually running a business. They're that's just, the main right. problem. And do you know, most business owners have a P&L. Whoa, is that the one of our first ones? That is a, the first one I think we should do. Agents because most agents don't even know what a PL is. But what is a PL, Jen? It's Tell a profit us. and loss statement. All right, what does it have? What does it include? It has your expenses, it has your income, it tells you how much money you're actually making after you pay your broker, pay all your dues, pay for your postcards. And if you're buying Zillow leads, stop paying for that. <laughs> but we digress. We digress. <laughs> you know, this is one where I can be vulnerable. I didn't have a PL in my business until probably the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I made entirely too much money to be not responsible enough to put it in a PL form. Now I paid my taxes every year. Like I ended up having to scramble and do a version of it. But right, you know, well, I mean, too, if you're a real estate agent, your PL, it's not only a good business practice, like literally every single person that owns a business has a PL. Like that's just yes, business principle 101 basic. Yeah. Right. And it's it's really good because when you start looking at it, you can actually not only control your expenses, but like make more money. Okay. So Jen, I'm an agent that 
maybe doesn't make as much money as I'd like to make. Maybe I make only $40,000 a year, $35,000 a year. And I feel like I have so many expenses and I don't really want to look at it. Okay. Right. Why should I do You don't want to look at it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. See, that's one of the biggest problems is sticking your head in the sand. Doesn't make it go away. Right. Putting it on paper, examining it, looking at it. I remember Gary Keller, Keller saying, Every Sunday night, he looked at his numbers every Sunday night. Well, you should be tracking your numbers every day in general. Yes. For the activities that you do. like financial world. Like he would just look at his money every Sunday. Well, yeah. Every week you need to look at it. Mm -hmm. And and especially if you're trying like a new um, tactic, like we talked about in one of our other Mm -hmm. episodes, like how long do you try a new tactic? And we talked about holding it accountable, but Mm -hmm. if you're not looking at like how much it cost you versus how much you received from that. I mean, how would you know? It would just be like a feeling, but emotions and feelings are not good basis for business decisions. This is true. It makes me it insane. You can literally find a free version. Yes. Just Google that shit. I was profit just- and loss statement. Template for profit and loss. It's literally a list of your expenses totaled up and then your income and subtract them. I mean, I feel like that- we should talk about your accountant, and I know you don't have one, not you. I do. Oh, you're talking about the, okay. <laughs> oh, a CPA. Yes. They also probably have one or they have a bookkeeper portion of their business that can also do this. Or we use, there's a lot of electronic versions. We use YNAB. YNAB? Y-N-A-B. Okay. And it's really easy and you can use it for personal and for business. And then it will print reports for you. What's that stand for? You're not. You're something about a budget. I don't know. At budget or yeah, I forget. That's good. I, I use um, QuickBooks. That's the basic version. You can hire an accountant to, you just send your receipts and like, you can hire somebody to do it if you want, but chances are. Uh, you might not be, but I mean, it's good for you to learn. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. So like, if you're not looking at your money and a lot of agents, like they make the mistake of not being like an LLC also, I mean, this is more, mm-hmm. I mean, when you first start an LLC is usually fine. I mean, obviously talk to like the person, your accountant or whatever, Sure. but then what will happen is, is then what will happen is what will happen. What happened to me? What, what will happen? So a few years in, I mean, you're learning the business, right? And so like my first year I did like 32 deals the next year, like double. Then I was like, oh man, this is great. And then the year after I did a lot of business, but I was only an LLC being taxed as like, I don't know how it, I don't know a lot about like taxes, but basically Mm -hmm. being taxed that way. And I got a tax bill that was 60,000 six, zero comma zero, zero, zero. Oh shit. And I live in Ohio. Why did that? I I bought houses for (laughs) $50,000. Like, you you know what I mean? Right. (laughs) And what was happening was I wasn't paying attention Mm -hmm. and I got this huge tax bill when, if I had been taxed as like an S corp, which I am now, I pay myself now, but like, I wouldn't have been, my tax consequence wouldn't have been that bad. Wow. You never make that mistake twice. Hell no. I Hell cried. No. I cried. So well, sad. let's move on to what's taxes. likely to be number two, which is taxes. Yeah. yeah. The biggest Freak. financial mistake agents are making is not paying their taxes either 
per deal or per month at a minimum? They're not saving for it when they have to. Yeah, it's usually yeah. the it's per quarter or per, well, you can do per quarter, but I go to the electronic filing service by the IRS. Yeah. And I just transfer money after every single sale. You're so smart girl. Well, no, it's not that I'm smart. It's that I'm that dumb. I'm that <laughs> dumb that if I don't do it right now, I'll spend it. <laughs> so we just save like 30% of each check, like into our account. Nice. I mean, some people have a separate account, right? Like it really depends on like your spending habits and things like that. Yeah. But we like in, um, like we use that YNAB. And so we can say like, that's what we want in there and then budget the rest. That's very smart. Very smart. But if you want to just keep it simple, sign up on the, it's EFTPS, I think, electronic filing something. I don't know. And it, know. you put your bank account in there and it is a direct link between you and the IRS and you can just go in and transfer, you know, $3,000 or $1,000 or $10,000 or whatever. That's awesome. Every That's a great month. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So many people don't pay their taxes and then they're stuck and you get fined, which the fines aren't really that big. But like, it's, you know, then you have a debt and you don't want debt. Well, and what you end up, you end up becoming, well, you end up getting into trouble financially and then you yeah. begin to have uh, commission breath and you walk around this business with commission breath because you're so desperately trying to crawl out of your commission hole. Commission breath is nasty. It's nasty. Thank you. Well, it is. And it's just a shame because this business can be so awesome. And I see it just crush people because yeah. of not doing the right habits financially. Yeah. I think too, that leads into, I've seen a lot of agents and I've seen services where you can get your commission before you actually close on a deal. And mm. so many agents I see will spend the commission mm. before it's earned. Yeah. Either literally or figure like in their head, in their head. <laughs> right? Like either way you've got that money accounted for, maybe yeah. it's part of your mortgage or your rent or whatever. And you become desperate and the deal will fall apart. Right. Always and does. It will fall apart if you desperately need it. Yeah. But I think you, I mean, to some, like to even just round these points out, it's like, you had said it before, like you cannot avoid like the, the state and federal are your par business partners, like, and they want their money and they are super great at collecting. Yeah, they are. They <laughs> so will like, shut you down. They will follow up yeah. on that collection. Yes. So it's like, just know that and pre don't pretend like it doesn't exist because it does. Right. My business coach and friend, Hank Avink says, you can't out -earn hey, Hank. Hey, Hank. You can't out earn stupid. You can't right. out earn stupid. And this is- I try. I try all the time. I feel like I can out earn my stupidity. And he said to me once, he said, I'm not going to teach you how to make any more money until you figure out how to manage your money. Like I'm not, it's irresponsible for me to show you how to make a lot more if you don't even know what to have to do with it. Right. Well, we do. Um, I, a lot of people know about Dave Ramsey. He does mm -hmm. like financial mm -hmm. coaching and stuff. And yeah. I like his perspective. He's, and even if you're not like a religious person, it's like a good perspective. It's like, it's not really your money. I mean, money's fake anyway. Right. But like, right. that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Right. It's like, it's God's money and you're the manager. And that's like right in line with what you're saying. It's like, okay, if you thought of yourself as your company's manager mm -hmm. of the assets and of the money, are you would you hire yourself or would you fire yourself? Yeah, that's a great question for people to ask. Right. right? <laughs> Most of us would fire ourselves. We fired ourselves at some point, I'm quite sure. I mean, I've done it a few times. I'm pretty hard-headed. 
Yeah. Well, the irony by, by sticking your head in the sand and not looking at it and not doing a PL and not paying your taxes and just thinking you'll, you'll earn more and you'll get it so- figured out. The, the irony is that you're actually, it's, it's never going to come to you because you're not, you know, what you, what you focus on expands, right? And so you're constantly focusing on what you don't have and you're constantly chasing mm-hmm. and you're going to get that back tenfold. I just firmly believe that. Yeah. Um, but by focusing on what's real, even if it isn't what you want yet, that will serve you better than. Yeah. I think, and that kind of leads me to something I wanted to discuss too, that I don't, I think this does fall under like a financial mistake. And that is a lot of us. And it goes right in line. Like we don't think, you know, a lot of us don't think we run a business. And so we're not investing our money properly. You know, like either, however you choose to be your investment vehicle, like for me, it's, it's rentals. I mean, you know that. And then mm-hmm. you, I also have like stocks and stuff like that, but like, I like the rentals. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, when I earn my money, a certain portion of that goes towards buying other, buying property, mm-hmm. like instead of just spending it all and having the business be like a lifestyle business, it's a business that has an end of being able to not have to do the business, right? Rentals, the exit strategy, make the money work for you. Right. Yep. Yes. More, more agents than I've ever cared to know, just continue on that treadmill of working for money and right. never understanding how to turn that around. Right. Um, it's a shame. It's, it's a, a shame. mindset thing, you know, and, and part of that is really keeping your understanding what you're spending your money on. So like that begins with, and we had, we've talked about this all the time that begins with who are you in business with? Mm -hmm. That's another big financial challenge. I think for, for agents is Mm -hmm. to not examine the business partnership that they have with their broker. Right. And whether they want to look at that or not, I don't think agents look at it that way. That is a business. You don't really partner. need brokers. Well, that's a whole, listen, we're not blowing up the system today. Okay. Fine. Not today. I'll shut not up. Today. I'm going to mute myself. No, <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> then it would just be toe. And that's right. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Anyway, it is a real financial uh, decision and it's a real impact in your business and who you partner with as a broker. Right. And if you are giving your broker 35 or 40% every single check, what are you getting for that? And I'm not saying this, this is not a recruitment segment of this uh, episode at all. I'm literally saying, what are you freaking getting for it? If you are getting something that is massive of massive value to you and, and it's working for you. Great. Great. Well, even then let's re let's maybe look at the number, like let's really, really look at the numbers and maybe there's some room for renegotiation. Absolutely. I mean, we've done that with agents outside of yeah. I mean, the industry is changing so much that if you're paying 50, 50, 60, 40, you, you are literally stuck watching a black and white television in 1950s. I don't know what you're doing there. I don't. There's so many options that are better than that. There's a lot. There yeah. are a lot. And it is mind blowing to me. Look, I used to recruit for Keller Williams. I was the team leader. I ran the office. My you job was great to, team leader. Oh, thanks, Jen. You're- I like that gig. I love those people. I had a great time. I learned a lot there too. Yeah. But I would talk to agents and I'm, I kid you not. I know you'll believe this actually. 
I would talk to agents that are at this independent broker here and they would be earning for 50, 50 or 40, 60, 40. And, before expenses. Um, before expenses. And but Monica, I, they were providing postcards. Well, this is what you, they would say. They would say, well, we get free signs and they do a mailer of a hundred postcards around every one of my listings. I'm like, okay, first of all, you do 12 deals a year, six of which are listings. Right. So that's how much money is that? Hundred dollars, really? <laughs> right? Signs are what 40, 50 bucks a piece. You only have say, like, even if they're more, right? Yeah. And I was literally it's not going to be forty thousand dollars. I, I was showing them a forty thousand dollar game. Right. Yes, it was. But agents are not freaking good at math. They will not do the fucking math, and it's mind boggling to me. Yeah, do it. And if you don't know how to do it, reach out. And yeah. Get it. That's right. One of us will help you. Of course we will help you. I love math. That was my favorite subject. Was it? Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. Well, it's so black and white. Like for you, it's like, it's either right or wrong. It is what it is. It is what it is. Right. It's math. It's yeah. Math. Well, except I don't know if you remember back in like the nineties and I'm sorry, California people, you know, I just have an issue with this state, but they, <laughs> they were doing like the one plus one might equal three. If you feel good about it. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are they talking about? It's mad. Yeah. <laughs> what about the financial mistake of paying for leads and not holding that money accountable? Just paying for anything. So then that, that begs the question of what should the return be? What is a return? Mm-hmm. And I mean, people buy things all the time. They're like, well, if I do one deal, it pays for itself. Wah, wah, not enough. <laughs> okay. So how do you look at that? How would you do that math? I mean, ideally I'd like to have it return eight times. Eight times. I mean, if okay. we, you know, but I'll, I'll take five. If it makes you feel good. I'll take five, you know, eight's ideal, but it's kind of like an investment property. Like I want to, you know, a cap rate of 10, but like I'll do eight. Yeah. It just like depends. Right. But like, I think five has to be the minimum. So what that means is whatever you're spending on it, you need to multiply that by five and get a return for that over a period, like over a set period of time Yeah. before you pay for it again. So if it's monthly, right. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it would be like within that month, you need to return. But what we're seeing is a lot of times is people paying for stuff and they'll say, even the company that's selling it to you will be like, well, you really need to do it for like six months or a year. But here's the thing. One, you're not really doing it. You really don't ever do whatever the thing is that you bought a Mm -hmm. lot of people. Right. And you don't, you can't correlate it to what deals are actually coming in. Yeah. And the challenge is they do the simple math on it, which is, Hey, I pay $2,000 a month for this and I get a closing a month. So, uh, you know, I'm making like, a, at least a thousand dollars, but what they're not calculating is, okay. And how much of your month, how many hours did you spend following right. up on the 350 leads you had to get right. through before you got that one sale? Well, that's like the Zillow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're just, you're do, like the simple math isn't always the best math. You got to look at the whole picture. And if you're spending hours and hours and hours following up on these crap leads, just to find one that sort of compensates for the money you spend. What else could you be doing? What else could you be a bigger return on your investment? So like, this is where you would look and say, okay, where did all my deals come from? Like, you know, a lot of people, they come from sphere of influence or expired or for sale by owner. And if that's where your deals are coming from, then that is a much higher return on your investment. How, how long, to your point, how long are you taking to call for sale by owners? Or yeah. Expired? If you're right. two hours a day and you get a couple deals a month, boom, do yeah. that. 
Right. Well, and making like an obvious stupid example, if you spend 40 hours a week following up on leads, you pay $2,000 for, and all you're making is $4,000, you're making $2,000 for 40 hours a week for for a month. It's not good math. It's It's not not good math. Math tells you everything. That's the problem. I've got a, I've got a hidden financial mistake agents make. Tell us reducing their commission. Oh God. I don't want to talk about that. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it now. Or paying for it. I was just in Facebook groups today. Like stop when you're with somebody post. Oh, how do I help a buyer and a seller that are $25,000 apart? I said, find a new buyer. (laughs) What are you talking about? What do you mean? And she was saying like, instead of using my, or like, instead of using the commission, why is that even a thing? Like, anyway, carry on. You were saying. No, no, no. I mean, it warrants that reaction. (laughs) I see it all the time. Agents are so freaking quick to give their money up. So yeah. Now that being said, you're in the 11th hour and $500 keeps the deal together so that you don't have to go back out for another 10. This is going to be another podcast. We're going to fight. I know. No, but there's a smart way. And it's better for me to spend that 500 bucks than to freaking start over with that person. For sure. Maybe. For sure. <laughs> so anyway, though, but give that's me- a good point though, for the um, reducing commission or somehow yeah. otherwise paying a portion of your commission or whatever. It's a financial mistake. I mean, it's well- just taking money out of, even if most, most agent, most people have kids, right? Yeah. So you would rather take money out of your money. <laughs> that would be my kids. You <laughs> would rather take food out of your children's mouths and cl- choose off their feet mm-hmm. than Stand strong and say, my commission is not up for negotiation. We need the, you are the party of the contract. What are you going to do? Right. Do you want to hold this deal together? Fine by me. To I already have a house. You're the one that wants to sell. Right. <laughs> I'm not buying it. We right. can find a new buyer. You know, related to that is just taking the wrong listing. These are financial mistakes, guys. These You're are. Right. You're right. These are, these are money costing financial errors that we make in our business, taking an overpriced listing, taking a listing with an unmotivated seller, taking a listing with an asshole seller. Like it's a financial mistake. I think like, I, I feel like we should, you're so right. And we can go straight down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Which is a little bit off center, I guess. It is. So like, why don't we wrap it up with like, or just bring it to like a close on a positive note. Okay. Let's say that I'm an agent and like, I'm like, this is hitting pretty hard for me. Yes. What is the first step that I should be taking? Um, looking at what's real. So the P&L. Wait, in reality? The P&L helps you look at what's real. I don't care if you are in negative numbers, look at it. Yeah. Look at it. Look well, especially at it. if you're in negative numbers, look at it because then you're in a yeah. business that you're just paying for. You're working really, really hard to yeah. not make any money. You got it. You got it. So I think just the awareness of um, what's real and what's not real. And if you need help with that, reach out to an agent or a friend or us yes. or an accountant. Would you be even better? Yeah. Or get a match. Yeah. I think that's the first thing. Sounds like you agree, but what else should people do? What were you thinking maybe? No, I think that's right. I was truly just asking. I wasn't really thinking, but I think living in reality is always like the best course of action. Yeah. Look at your tax. If you're in back taxes right now, guys, stop what you're doing and figure out a plan and work the plan. Don't get caught in April. Screwed. 
because no. you probably, so, some of you guys probably took the extension through COVID. And so you're already backpedaling. You haven't paid for the deals you had this year so far. Like it is time. Like right out of debt. Step right. one, get out of, look at your numbers and get out of debt. Right. P.S. You're modeling for your kids, by the way. And is this how you want them to run their lives? Uh-oh. Damn. Oh, <laughs> All right. Let's go back to our corner. Eh, I think we better. I think so. We'll take a short break here. Word from our sponsor. And when we return, I guess we'll have the final punches. Oh no. Or like, I, feel like I need a mask, a shield, like a real mask, not the fake masks. All right. All right. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. All right, this has been a unique Toe to Toe episode. We haven't really been throwing punches at each other. I feel like maybe we've been throwing punches out at our listeners and I'm sorry Sorry. for that, but we're doing it because we're sorry. We love you guys. Yes. We We want you to make money. We want you to make money. We want you to breathe. We want you not to be stressed about money. It's not worth it. Plus you can't really help your clients if you're stressed out about money. That's true. That's true. Terrible to be around. So of all the things we talked about, we talked about paying your taxes. We talked about getting a PL. We talked about your partnership with your broker, i.e. your business partner. We talked about the mistake of reducing commissions. We talked about a couple other things I think I missed, but what do you think is the standout one, Jen, for, for people to pay attention to? I mean, the standout one is, is always for me is tracking, tracking what you're doing and holding it accountable. I mean, every time, hands down. It seems to me when you do that, the other things I just listed, It'll fall into It'll place. Fall in place. Yep. Right. Because you'll be well, looking. Well, and our um there are he's not really a tiebreaker, but our friend Spike is on and he Yes, he's so yes. smart. Yeah. He's so smart. So make sure every you stay tuned for that. Oh yeah. guys, if you want to learn about wealth building and learn from somebody that sets an incredible example, tune into the extra rounds with Spike. He's awesome. Yes. He's great. What's great about him is if you look at him, he does not look like Spike at all. The name <laughs> is not at all. It's- I like it. I feel like he should have like some type of collar. You know? Yeah, he should. <laughs> yeah, he should. <laughs> all right, Jen, what do you think? That's going to have to be it for today. Yeah, I hope people found it helpful. I know it was, it was tough, but it's really, it's one of those, it's good for you. You know, it eat is. your vegetable type things. It is an eat Drink your water. <laughs> and it's something we don't talk enough about. We just talk right. about make more money, sell more houses, sell more. That's, that's a lot of brokerages are just encouraging you to do that. Sell more, sell more, sell more, grow a team, grow a team. Yep. Hold on a fucking second. Right. Do you understand what you're doing financially first? Right. right? right. Mo problems. That's That's what I. That's right. All right, guys. We'd love it if you'd go to our Facebook page. That's the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page. That's what it's called. And let us know if anything hit home, or if you have anything you want to add. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that'd be great. And if um, if you could do us a favor and you like this podcast, please rate us five stars and leave a comment. It helps us get seen. And if you have any um, topic ideas, let us know. Absolutely. All right, Jen, see you next time. Oh, hey, Monica. Yeah. 
also, of course, if you're interested to learn about EXP, hit us up. Well, if you're taking a look at your brokerage and what you're getting for the money you're sharing, this would be an incredible opportunity to look at this model. It is as powerful as one that that's hit the, our industry in a long time. Agreed. Yep. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right. Hey, everybody. I am here with Eric Steinhoff, better known as Spike. Hey. Hey, Spike. How are you? You're doing great. Good. And he serves, um, he's with EXP with the Steinhoff Properties Group. He serves Maryland, right? You said DC area? Correct. Yeah. Okay. We service Maryland. We uh, we actually do most of our business, probably 85% of our business in a neighborhood of about 3,000 homes. So we, oh, that's uh, a big neighborhood. It is a big neighborhood. We try to dominate. We do our best. So <laughs> It sounds like um, you do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been fun. You don't have to go far. So Yeah, that's awesome. So Spike, we were going to talk about today, like the top three financial mistakes that agents make. And so if you could like enlighten us on what your thoughts are, and then also provide like a little bit of like why you're qualified to be telling us this, like your story a little bit. Sure. I'll give you a little more background. Yeah. So I worked in the franchising industry. So I spent most of my adult life telling people how to run and manage their business and, and how to be successful. And, and most of that's financials. It's all financials, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you're just playing pretend if you don't have financials. Right. Just like your home. If you had no idea what was in your checking account, you couldn't be running your household, right? Right. At it. And um, so when we got into real estate, we weren't great at it. Like, it, it was really surprising. So we got into real estate. We were pretty fortunate right away. Like, we very successful. And I remember, like, it was yesterday. Like, we, like we, we made, like, 80000 100000 Then we made, like, several hundred thousand. And I was like everybody else. I had a spreadsheet, which I yeah. convinced myself as my profit and loss statement. It was a bunch of BS, right? Yeah. And I remember my taxes, I'm following my taxes, and my accountant's like, I need $135,000 today. And I was like, You're like, whoa, like, where's that coming from? And, you know, fortunately, I had like an equity line of credit I could draw it from. And I said to myself, that will never happen ever again. Like, that actually like, happened to me too, because exactly the same. It's like the first few years, it was like fine. And I was an LLC, you know, Team Synergy yeah. LLC. And then there was like one year that I sold like exponentially more. And my yeah. tax bill, I mean, I like fainted. I was like, I, wh- how is it that high? And then we looked at the income and we were like, Oh, so yeah, we've all made this mistake, right? You only have to make it once. Yeah, I was with a broker. They weren't fully computerized. I honestly didn't even know how much I was making. I sold about $24 million that year. And it was just Great. Like, it was just like, we had like a ton of money, but it was like, it all was, it was going out the door. We bought a new Mercedes, all the things that you shouldn't be doing, right? <laughs> so we got serious about it. Like that was like a life life-changing experience. I was well, yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I was mad at myself. I was, I, mm-hmm. so I, I got a P&L. So I would say uh, probably the number one reason is not taking your accounting seriously. Yeah. Um, is, is where most agents, you know, funny story. We have a buyer's agent, we're a very small team and he's been with us about eight years. And I asked him in preparation for this, like, hey, what's the number one mistake agents don't make? financial mistakes they make he goes don't save enough freaking money like that was like yeah. what he said for taxes i love you man you yeah. know it's like you know it's, it totally has become uh you know a good uh he's learned a lot from us so we do about 30 percent. what are you saving so we 
I studied Profit First, the book Profit First with Mike McCall. Oh, yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, I actually became a Profit First certified professional. So we kind of run it just like that. So we allocate. What does that mean? So I had gotten into coaching with real estate agents, and I thought being a Profit First certified professional would help the coaching business. Now, I don't do coaching today. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we do coaching for free with agents. We don't charge for it. And just because okay. I didn't like the relationship when people paid me, but we don't want to get to a therapy session for me, but I'm, I'm much better off. I don't need the money. It wasn't life-changing for me. Right. The people that needed coaching wouldn't pay. They really needed it. I was like, I'll just do it for free. Okay. And so I have like four or five people I coach for free always. And so with Profit First, it teaches you to allocate the money. When you're when your grandparents were a, you know, were paying their bills, they had like an envelope for rent, an envelope for for utilities, an envelope for food, and they just put all the money in envelopes and they use that envelope to pay for their right. bills and things like that. And profit first is the same way. So we when money comes in the door, we pay about forty five percent income tax total. Okay. But after write-offs and everything, it's really about 17%. Okay. You know, because we do have a fair amount of write-offs. We're very good there. Mm-hmm. So as soon as money comes in the door, 17% goes into account for taxes. Okay. 25% goes into account for a SEP IRA because we, we can write that off. We want to buy Tesla. So five grand goes into Tesla account. And then we have an account for travel and we have an account for medical school for my daughter. We have a payroll account. So all the money gets allocated right away. Uh-huh. So we never had that feeling of euphoria. One of the most most successful agents I know, he puts 50% in his tax account, right? Wow. But it's so overfunded, he knows it. So he spends it. You know, he, he yeah. buys things with it and just defeats the purpose, right? That does. It has to be like realistic, right? And that's where that's where people should like talk to their accountant about like what is realistic for the money that they're making and their what they're writing off and stuff. Just look at your last year's taxes. How much did you really pay at the end of the day? Because, you know, and and, you know, what kind of write-offs do you have? The best write-off in my opinion, I'm not an accountant, but the SEP IRA is the most amazing. Yeah, because you get to keep that money and write it off. Yeah, like think about that. That's your 45% return on investment right away. Right. It's funny, my buyer's agent, Jacob, that I mentioned earlier, he can't work for us unless he puts 25% of the SEP IRA. Like that's, that's a condition of employment. Like, oh. <laughs> he, he will be fired. <laughs> He's in the other room, but that's, that's it. That's, that's that's just, I like <laughs> it. So like tip one is like, no, it's basically know your numbers, know your financials. Have financials. Have them. Yeah. Have financials, look at them every month. And you'll be amazed at what you'll cut out expense wise. Do you have like a program that you like to use that you recommend or using Excel? Like, how are you doing that? We use QuickBooks Online. Okay. We use um, YNAB. It's, yeah. Yeah, have you seen it? it? Yeah, that's from Dave Ramsey's tree of stuff, I think. Or Oh, is it? Okay. I think so. But yeah. It's really yeah. easy to use for us. Like QuickBooks was a little bit, I mean, I'm good at math and good at numbers, but like I'm not an accountant right so like i'm not accounting but quickbooks online is so easy because when okay. you set it up like it just downloads our work credit card and it downloads our checking mm-hmm. account and probably automatically categorizes 85 percent of it like i nice. spend like an hour a month doing it so nice that's the most that is i mean you're running a business right the most the greatest thing about beating your own business is you get paid with your worth right Right. The worst thing about being your own business is you get paid what you're worth. So right. It's, you know, you got to know what you're making. And you, this is not a business that you can build and make money down the road. This is mm-hmm. a business where you have to make money right now. If you're not making right. money now, you're doing it wrong. 
Yeah, that makes sense. All right, tip two. Tip two, paying for unnecessary services. Oh. This is a Like shiny. Zillow leads? Well, Zillow leads may be right for somebody, oh. right? They might be. But you need to listen to the one me and Monica did about should you ever buy leads? So <laughs> there's, I mean, really it should be don't form a team, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> That's a team true. Guy. You know, so yeah. I think a team might come with Zillow leads to a little bit. So, right, right. Um, but I would say, you know, I don't like to judge like what's best for people. Gene Frederick wrote a book that I think it's 101 ways to build your real estate business. Nice. And the bottom line is there is all these ways to build your real estate business. You need to be great at three or four. And that's so pick, it. Yeah. Pick your three or four, be great at it. But don't, right. don't just do things that everybody else is doing. And somebody else in your office is touting how they, they're, you know, I, have a, I know a real estate agent that owns a team and he probably, he spent about $100,000 marketing to a town for a year with custom coloring books. And it's going to have a coloring contest and people are going to submit them. And he wow. was going to dominate that town. And he ended up spending about $200,000 on all that. And he doesn't even do it anymore. Like, wow. Know, it's just a crazy business. So, so, so don't spend money on unnecessary expenses. That is. But I think like you, I mean, you're making a good point and it's like, whatever you do spend money on, like holding it accountable. So, and we did a podcast on this before too, like deciding up front what you want the outcome to be and how long you're going to give it and do the thing like a hundred percent and then met test and measure it. Is it working? Is it not working? And a lot of people are spending a ton of money on stuff. And it's like, did it even matter? What's the definition of working in your, in your opinion? Um, you mean like working, whatever you're like doing? You spend $20,000 on this project over a year. Like, well, it depends on what it is. So like, if I, like, I, we don't really spend a lot of money. Our expenses are super low. Yeah. So like Vulcan. So I pay for Vulcan because one of the ways that we get business is through cold calling. And it's something I like to do. Mm-hmm. And so in order for Vulcan to work, in order for cold calling to work, I know I need to be on the phone at eight, Monday through Friday. So like working it would be doing the things that I know to do to make that. And I pay like $500 a month for Vulcan because I've got all the bells and whistles of it. But like I'm on the damn phone every day making the calls. So sign up for Vulcan is not going to make you successful. Get on the phone every day is going to make you successful. But it's also timing. It's like whatever. Yeah. Like if you're going to door knock. Does it make more sense? Are you more successful? I say you're probably more successful after three. So maybe don't go door knock at 11 o'clock. You're not going to get anywhere. Maybe. Depends on the neighborhood, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you that. You need, essentially, you need a five-time return on your investment. Like if you're going to do something, yeah. just getting your money back is not, is not good. It's not. A, yeah. Yeah. I always tell people, like, if you just got your money back, just... Next time you think about doing that, put your thumb in the door and slam it. And then you'll stop doing it after a while. So, um, sorry. It's not enough. Yeah, 5 to 8% at least return for sure. Yeah, times, five times. Yeah, right. So That's not, you're right. Sorry, yeah. that percent times, yeah. yes. All right. So the other one I would say is a lot of ages just stop learning. And I think that, you know, they do business the same way. And I think they're making, they're spending, unnecessarily spending money on sort of old techniques of running your real estate business. 
Okay. Uh, the book, right? You know, uh, you know, Gary Keller's book, great book, but uh-huh. it's, it wasn't written last year, right? It was written right. a long ago. And, and I think the idea of having all these assistants and everything and having payroll and having workers comp is just an old school way of doing business. Right. You know, I know so many agents that probably do three to $4 million a year, maybe 5 million. And they have a transaction coordinator. They have a marketing person. And it's like, I'm like, what do these people do? You don't need all that. You, you don't need any of them. Right. Like really with technology today, we can look at our con. I can look at my contract with a second and a half of my cell phone. Like I don't right. need somebody to send it to me or categorize it or anything else. It's just mm-hmm. technology has made it. So we don't need all these employees. Right. And, and I think that you could get a virtual assistant if you need one. I mean, there's so many ways to be to be to be smart with your money versus sort of the old school technique of doing the money. Yeah. Right. We went we went to the office because in the early eighties and nineties, like yellow pages were still a thing, right? Like the Remax ad was a big deal, right? It got business. The office had high speed internet. They right. have high speed internet in your pocket, right? You could do more from the bathroom. Than I know. You do at the office. <laughs> Please wash your hands, Spice. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I use like you know alcohol wine, especially now. But it's it is just it's amazing how much agents re, you know waste money on things they don't need to just right. because their office tells them to. Like you know your broker might make more if you form a team, right? Your broker right. might make more if you have a ten person team. You know you don't make more money. It is this is the the one thing about real estate is that to most people the perception of making money is more important than actually making money. Yeah, you can have ego or you can have money, but you can't have both usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we we prefer money, you know. Right. It's it's just been a sweet journey because I remember and I don't we've time to expand on this a little bit or sure. Yeah, I remember my when I first got my license, I went to this um one of the brokers was recruiting me, so I went to their mastermind meeting and you know, there were people up on the on the on the panel and people on the panel, I always think lie by like fifty percent, right? Not lie, but expand. Yeah. Augment by 50%, right? Puffery is the legal term. Puffery, yes. I remember this guy up there and he's doing like 400 transactions a year. And he's doing like, you know, I'm calculating at my desk. I'm like, this guy makes $10 million a year. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Like I went home. I said to my wife, like, if he's making $10 million a year, we're going to kill it. Right. So much sharper than he is. And I have so much more talent and ability and and then I realized that almost all of his transactions are listing homes for a new home builder. So, he, oh. and he's doing it for free. And he, so he's doing a hundred, you know, four transactions a year, but maybe he's doing 50 real traditional transactions and the rest are all when Ryan Holmes sells a home. And I was like, I felt so robbed when I found that out. I was like, Oh my God, they're just lying. Yeah, it feels like lying. It does. So then when I started talking to agents, I was like, you know, what kind of sales? I was like, what's your 1099 say? Like that is like everything else is BS, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the things I would say is agents, you know, get too much caught up in ego about where their ranking is, you know, what their GCI is. And I'm just a 1099 person. Like what came in? What expenses do I have and what went to profit? Like that's yeah. all that counts. No, that makes sense. Can you just share with us um, briefly? I don't know if you would ra- rather share like how come you're like so passionate about this topic or like maybe a result because you oh, know your numbers, like something something that's happened as a result where if you didn't know your numbers, it would never have happened. 
Yeah, so we have, um, so our net worth has, since we've gotten serious about our finances, right? Yeah. Our net, which has been about seven, six, six years. Okay. Our net worth has gone up five times. Like nice. That, that's, that's really, um, and, and some of that's been luck, but it, it makes such a difference. Than, when you're looking at it, because when you look at it, you can like measure it and then you can see, you can make adjustments. If you're not looking at it, you would never know. Correct. And you, okay. you also, what did you do too, when you don't look at it, you're kind of robbing yourself of the self-satisfaction of doing a great job at it. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, instead of, you know, you're like, wow, I did a great job there. Like that's really done well. That was a good move. And stuff yeah. Like and, um, and that's, that's, that's probably, uh, and that's, I mean, that's been a life changing thing, right? Like yeah. Real estate's an amazing business. The profit margins are great. What are you doing with your money, man? So we we we're pretty sophisticated this area. So we have a we we have um so we we own we own we have no debt, right? We have That's uh, great. we uh we just bought a beach place and we have debt on that because we have a partner in it, so we, we did get a mortgage, but okay. outside of that we have absolutely no debt. And um, you know, it's just it's just an investment. So we have a financial planner and he's geared towards when we're gonna stop working and you know, it's a mixture of bonds and stocks, it's not super sexy. Nice. Um, I keep a slush fund. I call it a slush fund aside that I invest stocks of my own just for fun. Just because you like learning it and doing that and seeing what happens. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's like, fun. Yeah. And, um, and that does great return on investment, but I'm, I'm like fearless in it. It's not, it's not the bulk of our money. The yeah. bulk is with a financial planner. It's not sexy. It's not, it's, but it's super secure and, and um, it's enough. So, so the financial planner has enough for us to retire now. So everything right. else is just like for fun. So. That's awesome. Don't you have a good story about how you bought that beach house? Yeah, we do. So, so we, um, we were the EXP, right? And Glenn, you know, came to our town when EXP was really young, right? Stock was 70 cents a share. And, uh, and, um, and I met him, I talked to him about teams and the pros of a team and that team. And I didn't join EXP at that time because my ego was too big. I was like, well, I like my broker. You know what I said? All right. And can I just, Imagine if we had joined a seventy cents a share. Oh like, yeah, nice. Right, like it's one of my worst mistakes ever was not joining at that point. I joined like a year later. Yeah. Because I was like, we sell twenty four million dollars a year in real estate. This is not a light decision we make. Totally wrong. One of my biggest regrets ever. But we made Icon Agent right away. They gave us sixteen thousand dollars in stock at three twenty four a share. The stock's recently traded in the mid forties, low forties. That's worth hundred plus thousand dollars, obviously. And we put 5% of our commission in stock at a 10% discount. So all that has added up to over a million dollars in stock. So we nice. sold a large portion of that stock when it was in the 40s um, and, bought the, and, and it bought, paid for our portion of the beach house. So That's awesome. Congratulations. It's crazy good. Like, how do you, I say to people all the time, like, if you had a half million dollars of Remax stock, how excited would you be? Like, I know. It's like, like, that's the difference. Like, <laughs> It's, um, well, and if you wouldn't have been like so focused on like doing the numbers, looking at your money, like that opportunity never would have, you would never have seen it, which means you would, you wouldn't have had that opportunity to sell the stock and buy a beach house. That's awesome. You're right. You know, we had like a, we had like an experience. So I was, before we joined DXP, cause I love my broker. Like they were great to me. Yeah. They did everything. And and I remember talking to like my financial planner out in the parking lot one day. And I'm like, how much do I really need to retire? And he's like, you need $400,000 more. And I like did a quick calculation. I'm like, shit, 
I'd have the 400,000 if I joined DXP last year. Like I'd have it now. Oh and I was my like, gosh. I walked out, I said to my wife, I said, we have to join. Like it's negligent not right. to join. Like it's totally it. Since then, it's been amazing. Not just stock. The training is great. The, yeah. the people we've met. So do you know Hank Avick? Have you met Hank? Uh, I know Hank. I've met Hank, yeah. So between Monica, Hank, Glenn, and Jackie Bowman, you know, it's like everything I do in my business world now is like, what would Monica do? What would Hank do? What would Jackie do? <laughs> like it's like my kid's dinner table will mention Hank. Like, what would Hank say about that? That's man? so funny. But well, I let's um let's uh let's wrap up go back over the three tips real quick and then okay. we'll be done all right all right know your numbers mm-hmm. have numbers don't 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 lie to yourself if you don't have a PL, you're just lying to yourself to live in reality with yeah. your numbers and don't track pay them. for unnecessary services mm-hmm. and really monitor results and keep learning every day as an agent. The old school agents just continue to spend money on old school things that just don't work anymore. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being on, Spike. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know what I'm doing for you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.